Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 60. Yes, the big 6-0 of, of the PA Turn Pod. On today's episode, we'll uh, review the Philadelphia baseball team. Uh, they had a couple losing streaks, but they exploded last night against the Braves. Uh, next, we'll touch on Freddie Freeman versus his agent. Big news coming out of that. Shocking, actually, of what happened that led him to basically sign with the Dodgers. Next, uh, we'll quickly review the Colorado Avalanche as your new NHL Stanley Cup winners. Then the big topic of the weekend, basically. No, not July 4th. And no, not that Pride Month is over. But the NBA offseason is kicking and rolling. Trades, signees, demands, all that will covered here on the PA Turnpod. Next, a quick four-minute scramble and our wins and L's. But first, let's take a quick pause for Rob and I to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. Episode 60 of your favorite podcast is on your phone, in your car, and in your ear hole. Joined, as always, by Joel. I am Rob. This is episode 60 of the PA Turnpod. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just got back from the mechanic after spending nearly a grand a month ago to the day. He tells me, uh, you might have a leak, but uh, just drive it, and if the light comes back on, we'll have to, you know fix it and i'm like so i spent a thousand dollars just to get basically the uh the sticker on my car nice. so i could be legal to drive so well look cars are a scam yeah welcome to i've always Jersey. said i've always said that doctors and dentists are just car mechanics with more debt yeah. because you don't actually know what's wrong half the time and the experts so to speak are always telling you there's something wrong your cavities might not even be a real thing and dentists will tell you they need to fill them and engine problems might not actually exist, but mechanics are some of the few people on the planet that know. <clears throat> I am uh, I'm five days removed from learning how to put on the AC on my car when it's not working. <laughs> um, really? So you have firsthand experience um, from this past weekend yes. of what it's like to ride in my car without AC and then hit a bump in the road and then it kicks on. <laughs> so on Sunday, I learned from a friend of mine that I've known for about nine years yeah that if you just smack the crap out of the glove compartment there's no something way. in there there's something like underneath it that like kicks on and it works so <laughs> i texted him on monday because so my ac worked on sunday night and then it worked monday morning when i left work on monday i i it wasn't working so i tried it and i texted him and said you may have just saved my life <laughs> so uh, i'm sure the girlfriend will will be pleasant to hear that your car is now ac approved i'm not telling her all right, deal. I won't say it. Now. No, she's got to suffer. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, on that car ride, even though it was hot, I did fall asleep. Yeah, how much and, do you actually remember as you were sleeping <laughs> after that? I don't remember much. I remember seeing someone familiar on the road, and I just ducked after I woke <laughs> up. But uh, before that, I was asleep, and then at the same time, your car hit a bump in the road, turned the AC on. That's when I woke up at the same time so i fell asleep through the entire heat woke up in the cold so if, if you can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best 
basically. Um, I wasn't really even aiming for the, the bump. It just happened to pop up out of nowhere. Well, you weren't uh, I was like, oh, pleasant surprise. And it, lo and behold. So now you guys know I'm not lying about hitting a bump and my AC kicking on. Oh, no. I've, I've always believed you. There's one on Byberry Road. So anybody out there that experiences the same issue, and I know this is a huge issue with the United States right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's up there with COVID and, you know. Roe versus Wade. Yeah, it's up there with all this stuff. But even more so. Um there's one bump on Byberry that I would hit every day on my way to work and it would work <laughs> and I would kind of like aim for it. But then I think <laughs> I may have, you know, messed up my back tire because it was slowly deflating. So th- uh, that I'm glad we found an alternate solution. Bang. Well, don't bang it too hard because there probably is a, uh, the bag. I can't think now the bag when you hit impact. Oh, wow, an airbag. Yes. The airbag. The airbag's going to kick out and think of my Jersey. Uh, education at its highest right there. There you go. Yes, the airbag. So don't hit the glove department too hard. We're not liable for whatever happens to you. Oh, that's true. To the listeners. So try at your own risk. But uh, Rob, big week. And it's July 1st all of a sudden. It just has prior to recording. I want to wish everybody out there happy uh, Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah, the, uh, sure. the Mets will be paying him uh, just under $2 million every July 1st until 2035 in probably the worst and best financial decision in the history of mankind. Um, right they bought him out. Recession. <laughs> so they bought him out in like the late 90s in yeah. order to afford Mike Hampton, who was a starting pitcher, and Mike Hampton kind of like sucked. But uh, they bought him out, and then part of the agreement is they get paid like interest, and it's like adjusted for inflation, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And every year he gets like $1.9 million. Like the, the initial contract was like $16 million, but it, it's like a 30-year buyout thing. It's fantastic. Dude, it's a steal. Do you think he's celebrating every day, every year? Oh, that direct deposit hits and he probably does cartwheels. <laughs> I've always said, so December 25th is uh, reserved for Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And I guess for Jesus, if you're into that kind of thing. Sure. Um, whatever day it is, is in april is easter bunny day july 4th is um america it's what's that guy's name joey chestnut or kobayashi but yeah chestnut and now july 1st is bobby bonia <laughs> so very exciting times up uh, although i do miss when um free agency would open on july 1st now it's like it opened like two days ago and like the legal tampering thing, like the basketball has kind of gotten it backwards the last few years. You also missing an important date. Well, two of them actually. Uh, March fourteenth. March fourteenth. It's a uh, pie day. Oh, it's and, pie uh, day. Yes. yes. And uh, the uh, the inferior dessert. Yes. <laughs> and one Joel Embiid, March sixteenth. Yes. Also. Um, what a time it used to be. Um, I think it's December 30th is um, Tiger Woods, Sandy Koufax, LeBron James, and um, a former LSU point guard that no longer plays in Philly. Oh, no, 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 it's not him. It's um, the former quarterback for the Eagles. Um, the guy that's now on the Commanders. They all shared a birthday, and I thought it was a good Heineke? old idea. <laughs> oh, wait, he's a former Eagle. Never mind. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good omen that he had the same birthday as all these like big figures, but now it's he's the outlier. Well, he got us He's, to the bowl, so. He got us, yeah. He got us there. No, we all will. That's fine. Uh, a lot of people hate him. I don't. If I could search up uh, Nick Foles, that's, that's also a prominent date to remember. 
but yes. nevertheless, could we can go on with Charlie Feb- Manuel? February fourth. <laughs> uh, Charlie John- Manuel, by the way, before we get started, I want to say I think it's a travesty that his number is not retired by the Phillies. It's not. It's not. Forty-one is currently worn by Yairo Munoz. Oh. At thirty-five for Cole Hamels is now currently worn by Oscar Mercado, and that bothers me that the Phillies have this this outdated rule that you have to be in the Hall of Fame in order to have your number retired. That's so because I, I don't want to live in a world where. 26 is not retired for at least six is not retired for Howard. 11 might end up being retired for Rollins because he might have a Hall of Fame case. But I think Hamels, Utley, Rollins, Howard, Ruiz, and Charlie Manuel should all have their numbers retired. Maybe not Ruiz. Maybe just put him in the, on the wall Chooch. of fame. But it sucks because Carlos Santana wore 41 a couple of years ago too, which tells me they have no interest in retiring Charlie's number. And he got them to two World Series, won them, I think, four playoff series. Or no, six playoff series. Three, four, five. Yeah, six playoff series. Got him to the playoffs five times. This this franchise has been to the playoffs 14 times in 130 years. And Charlie was responsible for five of those. So I think it's a travesty. His number's not retired. And he's the winningest coach in Philly's history. Or yeah. manager. He might be the most he might be the winningest coach in general in Philadelphia. Well, yeah, I guess oh. baseball has has the upper hand because of how many games you play, but his like win percentage has to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Reid's like, brother, we only had 16 games. Of course he's going to get more than <laughs> Andy Reid's like, oh, why am I 83rd all time? <laughs> it, actually, that, that might be interesting to look into. I wonder Larry Brown's like, what the fuck, dude? My chopped liver out here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. I think uh, oh. Chip Kelly feels he won, what, 25 games? <laughs> hey, that was an electric uh, year before it crashed down on us. But, uh, yeah, let's just stick with the uh, Philadelphia baseball team. Do they get their name back? Yeah, I think they deserve it back. After last night, last night was uh was a uh, quite the experience, wasn't it, bro? I had my cousins over. I had them, you know, painting. That game happened to be on as I look up, and I'm not kidding you. It was two men on base, I think. Castellanos literally comes up. I'm like, he's gonna hit a home run. There's no shot <laughs> he's not. And he cranks one to dead center or right center. Then Schwarber comes up, and then he just became an all-out fast. Derek Hall, I believe. Derek Wall. Derek Hall had uh, the first two home runs of his career. Insane. I think he was, was his mom and sister. I they think so. They panned right to it immediately. They're like, oh, good for him. And yeah, it was an onslaught, man. 14-4? Yeah, I, I will sign for that. 14-4 uh, good guys last night. Do you know Andy Reid had one tie as an eagle? I'm trying to figure out his winning percentage <laughs> compared to... <laughs> I'm on his Wikipedia. They don't have his Eagles totals. They only have his Kansas City totals and then his career totals. But his uh, his career winning exist. percentage: two thirty three, one thirty five, and one. That I had that had to be the game. Donovan didn't know you could tie. All right, we're getting off track here. <laughs> he's been in the league for how many years? And he just uh, he's a bozo. Well, he is. Uh, he's forever etched in history. Well. Basically changing the overtime rule because it was him <laughs> who basically made it. Basically made it where you go to overtime, the referee has to explain it to you prior to the to the opening uh, coin toss. It's craziness. Let me see what this is right here. Oh no, we don't need that. We do not need that. But yeah, Nola was pretty good as well. He got out of a Nola jam. Was very second. good. Uh, of course, Ricky Vitalico after the game had to say something about how Nola, like, it wasn't really all that good of an outing. But hey, Ricky Vitalico is a curmudgeon. <laughs> Nola did a good job. Um, he kept them in it when it was still close. And then uh, once the game got out of hand, 
you can't fault him for giving up some runs because at that point you're not really pitching, you know, as precisely as you normally would. I mean, you obviously want to execute, yeah, but you're not worried so much about, you know, making the perfect pitch. You're just trying to get outs, and that's all you can ask for. I thought he did fine. I'm not worried about anything that happened last night with him. I think he gave up a home run, and then he gave up a long fly out to Herrera, but I, I I'm not worried about. He's been excellent lately. He's been really good. Him and Wheeler have both been very good lately. Oh, Wheeler's been pretty pretty good. Picking up from last year. I mean, let me see. I mean, this game was out of hand early. So he gave the chance for uh, Hoskins, like sec- Schwarber. Second inning, maybe? Oh, yeah. Third inning, too. Yeah, it was they- 11 runs after the third. Fourth. Jesus. They even hit one. Oh, boy. This is an unflattering picture of Charlie Manuel. Why they do things like that? Still trying to figure this out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Doing with one hand. Puzzled here. You're, you're befuddled. Um, but yeah, this is a, an important game that they had to win for yeah. divisions because you never know what the the Mets they could absolutely collapse down the stretch. And fight also off the, the wild sweep. card. And also the wild card. Yeah, right. Um, Philly scored 14 on 13 hits. Pretty crazy. Ooh. Okay, so uh, and Andy Reid did have a higher <laughs> win percentage than Charlie Manuel. Charlie had a 551 as a Philly. Uh, Andy had 582 with the Eagles. Okay, sorry about that. Winning percentages. What do you think uh, the new manager of the Phillies, is he going to be the winningest? He was for a little bit. He was 1,000% <laughs> or 100%, whatever it is. Then he took an L and we're like, ah. Right the ship, it's over. Kill them now. Uh, let's see. So the uh, plot thickens now because Doug Peterson, 531. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Career 541 if you count the playoffs. All right, I'm good. That's true. Now, um, What is going on? Worth mentioning that when Larry Bow was fired in 2004, uh, Gary Varsho took over for one game and he won it. So he has a career managerial record of 1-0. As an airplane engine appears to be, a... is there a baby trying to fall asleep? Is there a washing machine in your bedroom? I have no idea what that is. It's a washing machine to help you fall asleep. So I've heard that's very a soothing sound with the machine that you can't make sound around it. Ridiculous. Absurd, so, actually. Phillies did um, wind up salvaging the series. Um, 14-4, big beefy boy home run derby. Uh, who's Hall had two, Hoskins had one, Schwarber had one, um, Castellanos had one. Uh, Romuto probably grounded into three double plays with runners in scoring position. <laughs> he scored. That's all he did. Did he? Yeah. Uh, someone else, someone well, he, else kicked, did. he kicked it off because uh, Bohm hit the single to right, and then Romuto scored, which tied okay. the game at one. You know what? Yeah, he was two for four. I'll give him a little bit of credit. And that was all he did. After that, he was just kind of there. Now, uh, the answer to this is going to be yes for me because I don't really care. But do you care that Derek Hall hit a home run off of a position player for his second home run, or does it still just count? Position player? Yeah, they put in um, – Braves put in a position player to pitch the end. It was uh, – let me see if I can find the name. Oh, at the end of the game? Yeah, they put in uh, Mike Ford. I thought you meant at the beginning. like, dude, I don't know about that. Well, he, the guy pitched like a position player. They put yeah. in Mike Ford, the former Yankee, and I believe he was also a Mariner. No, um, I don't care. I don't care either. It's his second game in the majors. He hits two home runs. I think he's. They said he's like the first player 
um, as far back as 1930 to have his first two hits as a Philly come as home runs and also be the first two hits of his career. I mean, he's also the third Philly to make his debut as a designated hitter. That's pretty cool. Which I, I'm not, I'm not even going to guess. The, the other ones are probably like Musket Arm Smith in like 1901 and like Harrison, <clears throat> Harrison Hairball Williams in like <laughs> in 1840. So now with that home run at the end, that eighth, that you know, eight bottom of the eighth. I'm looking at it. It's three pitches. He took three pitches and smacked it out of the ballpark. Oh, he hit the crap out of the third one. I think it's almost more impressive now if you hit a home run off a position player because you know how. Uh, Didn't Bohm struck out? Bohm struck out the other uh, week. Christ, don't tell me Bohm struck out against a pitch, uh, position player. Yeah. Like, uh, my guess would have been Real Muto for that. Um, it wasn't in this series. It was uh, Brewers or no, Nationals. It was sometime last week. I see him on the plate. They brought in a positional player. I'm like, surely he's not going to get out. And he strikes out. Oh, <laughs> and then he just couldn't believe it and just chuckled. And then the commentary is like, well... There that goes. And well, if it, it makes if it makes him feel any better, Anthony Rizzo pitched last year for the Cubs and he struck out Freddie Freeman. Ooh, which is and then um, so in the in the baseball video game they have like the they have like a card collection thing. Yeah, where you can you, you open packs and you get players and then you can use those players. They made a card for Anthony Rizzo as a pitcher because he struck out Freeman. <laughs> um, so uh, where was I? I forget. Oh, Adrianza. Ahiri Adrianza, the guy that used to be on the Giants. The San Francisco Giants? Yeah. Yeah, he struck out bone. So yep. I, oh, I, I know. So I'm, I'm beginning to get more and more. Um, so I kind of like the, the home runs off position players now because in the past when a position player would come in a pitch, they would like kind of try and they'd be throwing hard. Now they're just like lobbing it and it's not even fun anymore. Like well, they're he's just throwing like, it seventy six miles per hour. Well, at least he was trying. But like most of these times, he's oh, pitch, position player pitching. It's a guy coming and throwing lollipops. Uh, who was the guy a couple Home weeks ago Derby. that was throwing like fifty <laughs> miles an hour? It's like the slowest pitches in history. I don't. It might have been. Oh, it was the it was Yankees Cubs. Uh, they put in who was it? I think it was Schwindel, the first baseman, came in to pitch, and the catcher for the Yankees who hadn't hit a home run all year hit a home run off of him. Oh my god! Really. Yeah, and if you're not even going to try, don't bother coming in. I kind of want to see a little bit of like a competitive pitch every so often from these guys. Uh, yeah, for sure. But then again, it takes hand-eye coordination and power to drive the ball out of the ballpark. It doesn't matter yeah, it, if it's a position player. Like no one's teeing off on the position player, even if they're lobbing it. Like Bohm struck out last week or well, two weeks I, ago. Yeah. Well, I think it's impressive if you hit a home run against the lollipop pitches because they always say, well, the pitcher supplies the power. And sometimes the harder it comes in, the harder it goes out. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's different when you have, um, I don't know, you have, like, Josh Hader or Roldis Chapman throwing 99 at you and you're, you're able to square it up. Then it's going to fly. If you have you or me coming in and throwing 50 miles an hour, it's actually impressive that these guys are able to hit it as hard as they are. So, Derek Hall, my hat's off to him. I do believe he deserves uh, the oh, second yeah, home sure. run. No, no asterisk. Oh, yeah, for sure. There shouldn't be any asterisk. It's a home no. run. It's, it's a home run, dead. yeah. It's a home run off a position player, but it's a home run. Jesus. If you're going to do that, you might as well go back, into, back to the history of time and just see every pitch, every home run. Was it by an actual pitcher or a position player? Yeah. So they do have a, a big series coming up now with the Cardinals. Tonight they start at 6.05, which is uh, Tom Wolf. 
Jack. Is that his idea? Yeah. For the kids. So I, I don't hate it because when the game's over, I still have time to do stuff. True. So a couple of years ago, I may have told this story before. The, the Sixers had a game against the Kings in, I think, 2016. And it was actually delayed. It was postponed because on the floor, there was some sort of a film on the floor. I think they the air conditioning in the building was turned off or something. And maybe like the condensation from the ice beneath the hardwood was coming up. Mm-hmm. So the, the floor was unplayable. They were on the floor, you know, wiping it down. Um, there's an infamous video of Keith Pompey going, look how wet the floor is. And he puts his hand out. He goes, this is my hand before the floor. And he wipes it. This is my hand after the floor. And it's like the dumbest <laughs> video ever. Um, but they postponed the game. They moved it from like November to January. And on the January day that they played, they played at six o'clock. And the game was over at like 830. I'm like, this is this is great. Yeah. I, I, can, like, I can do stuff. Yeah. And especially now it's a Friday. I, I kind of don't hate that. I Although it's like, tough if you have a job, obviously, that's exactly to get there. Yeah, especially if you get if you do the traditional nine to five. Yeah, and if you ever been in the in Philadelphia or on I ninety five, is death row on that. Or even that coming time. from your area, coming from Jersey over the bridge to get here. Yeah, it's, it, it's very pain. difficult. So that sucks. So if you're doing it for the kids, you're not really doing it for the kids because yeah, unless the kids are driving there themselves. Yeah, right. Unless you're saying, just say what it is for the teenagers. Guys yeah, maybe drive. maybe it is for the teen. Maybe it is for the sixteen-year-old that is you know home from high school over the summer, or who knows? I don't know. For college, but, yeah. Uh, Six oh five tonight. Uh, Nola went last night, which means I believe tonight is who's it? Gibson? Wheeler. Oh, I hell if I know. Um, tonight is drum roll. Oh yes, Miles Miles Michaelis, who almost threw a no hitter a couple of games ago, there you facing go. Bailey Falter. So uh, advantage Cardinals. Uh, tomorrow, a 4.05 start. Uh, Matthew Libertor takes on Kyle Gibson. Oh, I think Falter took Eflin's spot in the rotation. That's what it was. Mm. And then we get Sunday Night Baseball, Adam Wainwright and Zach Wheeler. Dude, I... Now, I am tempted to buy tickets to that game. That'll be Sunday at 7 o'clock ESPN. Uh, Waino, in his uh, his retirement tour, is actually pitching very well, and Wheeler's been good, too. And then they... Uh, they also play. Oh no, they're done. Uh, okay, it's a three-game set. Do you think uh, they're going to do something for them, for Wayno, uh, Pujols, and Molina? I hope so. I mean, Pujols does. It's weird that Pujols, unless he really doesn't want it, he's not getting a retirement tour. I mean, Christ, we gave one to Mariano Rivera and uh, Derek Jeter. Well, those are two I, I weird players. Objectively, Pujols is a better player than, than Jeter. Objectively speaking, Pujols has like 600 home runs. He doesn't have the 500 championships that the Yankees bought, but he was twice the defensive player as Jeter. He's a more clutch hitter. Probably didn't play in as many postseason games because his team didn't buy championships, but Pujols is... (laughs) Pujols should be a unanimous Hall of Famer, but he won't be because the precedent was set that I think the only unanimous Hall of Famer uh, ever is Mariano Rivera. But... That because uh, because Ruth wasn't uh, unanimous, Jackie Robinson wasn't unanimous. They don't want Jeter to vote. wasn't. Jeter wasn't. No one guy. One guy voted against Jeter. Baseball or is so d- up didn't have one. Yeah. Like who? It's like everyone draws a straw. Whoever gets the shortest has to vote no. It's stupid. I mean, just just vote. Uh, it's annoying that these guys are. The Hall of Fame is a whole different discussion. Oh yeah, don't give me. Which we might even get into later on when we talk about the judge home run thing. Because I feel like that's a valid wow. question for us. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. Because of some of the guys that he's going up against. But 
Uh, nonetheless, what do you expect from this three-game set? I expect a, a, a big loss tonight because Bailey Falter stinks. No, I and think then, they're going to carry this momentum. Unless they blew their load from last night. Very, it's very possible. But he rested Schwarber, Hoskins, and by somebody else. Yeah, Romuto came out too. Yeah, they put in Stubbs. Stubbs, by the way, scares the hell out of me when he catches. Because when he, when, he, when he sets up to catch, his, his right hand, his bare hand, is in front of his thigh and not behind his leg. So when if he gets a foul ball, it, it he's run, over. runs the risk of breaking his hand or something. Yeah, it's terrifying. But hey, that it's, it's worked. But hey, yeah, it's worked for five years, but still. Uh, Brittany Griner trial begins. Russia extends the WNBA stars' detention for at least six more months at preliminary hearing. Dude, all she took was the sunglasses. What a shame! Is that what happened? <laughs> what the no? Fuck? That was the. Um, that was the ball brother, wasn't it? Oh, Leandro. No, oh she had um, she had weed on her in an airport. Weed in Russia is that serious? This is well, crazy. I don't think when it's an American citizen, probably when it's a famous American citizen. It's freaking weed. Relax, people. Well, I think it's a political uh, um, strong arm from your gross. boy Putin. Excuse me, my what? boy, my boy. So you think they they Doesn't call me JoJo? <laughs> All right, press, press. All right, so you think they win tonight and potentially, you know, take the momentum forward? The, the pitching is not perfect for the series. It was more lined up for this past one. I think it's Suarez, a split. Nola, and uh, Wheeler, but yeah. I, I think they'll they'll take two out of three at best, maybe one out of three. I don't know. They've done poorly on Sunday nights this year, so I, I worry about drop. that game. No, I think they'll drop the Saturday game. I think they'll come out. Your prime time. ESPN I think the Saturday the game is the one they'll win. Really? Actually, yes, yeah. The house is, yeah, they, they've they've lost every primetime game this year. They lost to the Mets here. They lost two to the Mets in New York, and they lost to the Brewers here. So Remember, we're in the Rob Thompson era. True, that's a good point. Maybe they're due. They're due, and they know how important this is because the Cardinals have the last wild card spot at the moment. It's a good point. And this is part one of two because next week they'll go to St. Louis, I think, for three or four games. Mm-hmm. I think I have it somewhere here. Yeah, the goal. Where is it? I lost it. Well, it's a four-game series at home right now with the Cardinals. Then four more on the road with the Cardinals. So it's eight games with the Cardinals. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they get, they play their little brothers um, at the beginning of next week. They play the Nats. and then they So they're going to probably sweep the Nats. And then they have four in St. Louis. I'm not a huge fan of the way the schedule is because, like, they've played the Mets like 53 times already. Yeah, and they don't they don't see them again until like August. They just played the Braves for the first time, and they just played the Nats and the Marlins for the first time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've played all the NL West it seems because they played the Giants, the Rockies. I think they played Padres. the Rockies twice already. Yeah, they played the Padres twice, and they they haven't played the Diamondbacks yet. But they, I think they played they the Dodgers twice. They played. Oh, the did they? Yeah. It, it, oh, that's right. We were there. Yes, yeah, so they have one series left against the NL West. At one point this season, they had more games played against the NL West than the NL East. That I hate. And they played the, the Mariners, too. I mean, it's weird. I don't know. I get they had to make it kind of confusing, but the fact they're playing the the, the Cardinals seven times in, in the span of, what, 12 days, probably, Eight. and then not seeing them again. Yeah, until possibly. Well, you, Until the really. playoffs, if, if possible. But If you both get in. Yeah, yeah the well, Cardinals have the last spot. Yeah, so this is a big, big stretch for the Phils. Two and a half games back. We could be in there. Yeah, I, I would like to shoot higher and go for that division because the Mets are kind of falling apart. 
but it sucks because the Phillies got hot and then the Braves got hot at the same time. So we've said it numerous times. Nonetheless. But yeah, I think they'll split it. Speaking of the Braves. Brother. This is, uh, this, this story is, Has some is, legs. is honestly kind of upsetting because of, you know, it, so it, I don't really know the best way to, to introduce this, but Freddie Freeman, as, uh, as anybody who follows baseball knows, and even people who probably don't, he was, you know, a World Series champion, a lifelong Braves player. He was drafted by the Braves, developed by them, and called up by them. Yeah. Played in Atlanta for, I believe, 11 years, maybe 12. I don't know. Um, this offseason, he became a free agent. And given the times, you know, with the, the COVID year and a half and, you know, payrolls rising, but, you know, the Dodgers having a lot of money and the Yankees were supposedly in on him as well. Um, there was there were questions about whether he would go back to Atlanta and everybody had him kind of just, oh, it's a lock. He'll be back. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like 99% likely that he wanted to go back. Um, so the original... Um, perception of this entirety, uh, this entire deal is that um, that Freeman was interested in going back, but then when the Braves couldn't meet his financial um, demands, he was open to leaving. And then we thought the Braves, you know, were kind of capped out by him, and that's why they went out and got Matt Olson. And then he got butt hurt. So, a timeline of events. Uh, this is per Bob Nightingale, um, and also per my own recollection. So he wanted to go back. The Braves would not commit to seven years, which was the uh, the length of the contract that he wanted. Um, the Dodgers kind of swoop in, start negotiating, and then the Braves were believed to be priced out of the uh, the sweepstakes. So Atlanta offered five years, one thirty five, during the season last year, which was not long enough for Freeman. Then they offered five years, one forty, right after the lockout ended, which he was still not interested in. On March twelfth. Um, Atlanta was supposedly given a one-hour deadline to accept either six years, 175, or five years, 165. Um, At that moment, I believe this is when the agent did not notify Freddie Freeman of the Braves' final offer (laughs) because he was worried that Freeman would take it, and I guess he wanted to to make more money off of his client by going to L.A. Commission. Um, At that point, uh, the Braves say, you know what, We we can't afford you. We love you. Bye. And they trade for Matt Olson, who's a younger player, probably has a little bit more upside. Not cheaper. maybe not as good as Freeman, but she, it, it, a little bit cheaper. But he signs a bigger deal. Uh, Freeman gets upset. Um, I put Freeman big mad and big dad, but I meant big sad. Um, so he goes to the Dodgers. Yeah. And then he finds out this week, uh, in his return, his emotional return to Atlanta, that the Braves made a final offer and he never found out about it. And I saw a report that this is not unheard of in baseball. Like that is what? That's nuts. Like how's that how's that legal? That's disgusting. That's about practice. It literally is. He fired his agent uh the other day, I think it was Monday, because he um he was unhappy with how free agent negotiations panned out or whatever. And then it came out Wednesday that his agent just flat out didn't tell him that the Braves made a final offer. Oh, so, my goodness. how do you trust these people that don't actually work for you? He's he's listed right now as self represented, which I mean he doesn't really need to be because he's probably not going to get another contract. Yeah. So I mean, why even have an agent? Yeah, right. You don't have to put him on the payroll. It almost makes you think that um, who was it that was it Richard Sherman who negotiated his own contract with the Seahawks, 
And um, I think Joel Embiid actually fired his agent before he signed the max with the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, you have a little bit more leverage in basketball, it seems, than you Richie do baseball. Jackson. Was it Reggie Jackson? <laughs> no, been. it was Schroeder. Oh, was it Schroeder? Well, that, that explains that. Because um, he, he turned down, like, I think, almost, not even a max, maybe 15 mil with the Lakers. Turned it down and then took a one-year deal for like pennies, Four. basically. Yeah, uh, the Alex exception Ovechkin. of the Winton L's. Yeah, the, literally the reason we did it. Um, Alex Ovechkin, I think, represented himself as well. Him and his parents went and negotiated the contract. It's easier in basketball when you're like a superstar because you know you're going to get a max, and if you just represent yourself, yeah, then you don't have to pay that that percentage to your agency. So Embiid doing it was kind of smart, and there's no reason for superstars to even have agents in terms of like negotiating. Yeah. Whereas, you know, obviously they have to handle, you know, your appearances and things like that. But um, Freeman, you know, very dangerous precedent being set here because what, what's to stop an agent this offseason from saying, you know, uh, who, who's a free Correa could be a free agent this offseason. What's to stop? Maybe Correa loves it in uh, Minnesota or wants to go back to Houston or wants to go to New York. And the agent, no, we, we're going to go to the Dodgers and just does the same thing here. Like it's a really bad precedent to be setting. What do you, th- what do you think if uh, Astros did make a final offer? And he never heard about it. Goes. Could you imagine that? It watched be the same agent too. Jesus. And the judge, he made his uh, arbitra- arbitration. Yeah, arbitration so thing. Yeah. But imagine him leaving, and the Yankees offered him the bug, and he didn't know. And he goes to the Cubs. Yeah, he goes to the Cubs or the Angels or something. Yeah, it's just bad, bad, bad. And I can't believe that this isn't the first. This is the first that we've known about. Yeah, at like least on many. this scale. There maybe have been smaller deals where we haven't learned about it, like, you know, a backup catcher or something like that. Or but still, that's, catcher, just but... a, that's abusive of power and whatnot because you're messing with people's livelihoods and money. Like, it's hard enough yeah, this just guy to get into the leagues. Yeah, this guy never wanted to leave. He never wanted to leave. That's that's crazy. I can't, When you said it in the text thread, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, so supposedly this guy is... Um, is suing the Braves for, I guess, putting this out there or suing whoever it was <laughs> that reported it. But there's no way that this would be reported if it weren't in some way true, right? Yeah. And you're and you're not even suing for defamation or any of this stuff. You're suing that it leaked out. Yeah. So this did actually happen. It's just gross. Like, I feel for Freddie Freeman... But I think at the time when they won the World Series, I said he could be good as gone because now you're a free agent, you're a champion, you can request the world. Yep. And turns out he did love Atlanta enough that he would stay, but he never got the deal at the end, the final oh, offer. Oh, yeah. I think we all deep down thought there was a chance that he would stay for less money just to be a brave forever. And that's but a sick this is lineup, disturbing. too. It's a sick yeah. lineup, too. You have Acuna. Like, yeah, and you're the Braves. Riley, you have a great team. The Darno and Contreras, two good catchers. And think about it this way. If they also, if they hadn't traded away all the capital they did to get Matt Olson, then all of a sudden that's three or four trade pieces that you can use to get something else. Yeah. And as we saw last year at the deadline, as soon as Acuna got hurt, Jack Peterson, Adam Duvall, um, Eddie Rosario, they went out and got four guys. I forget who the fourth one was. Uh, Jorge Soler. They went out and got four outfielders last year Dude. at the deadline. So they're not scared to make moves. Yeah, it's just bad. But it seemed like maybe it was more family reasons as well. I'm sure the wife would love to be in L.A. or in California. So, Yeah, I'm sure they have charity organizations and things like that and things that they do in Atlanta, though. 
that yeah, it would be tough sure. to leave. Like, like we looked at it with Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux's got an organization nearby. He lived in Jersey. He probably didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave, but he knew for a better chance of winning a a cup. Yeah, you got to go to Florida, and then that blew up in their face. Getting and they swept. get swept out. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so I do feel for Freeman. I don't feel bad for people that make a lot of money. But it does suck the way it transpired. And the way that he was kind of painted publicly. Oh, yeah. Um, at, at the time, like, I, nobody ever wanted to believe this guy was money hungry. But at the time, it was like, well, how do you deny that if he's literally not taking the Braves deal because he wants more money with the Dodgers? And then yeah. he's going to get butt hurt. That never made sense to me anyway. If the guy wanted to be there so badly, why was he butt hurt that they went and got his replacement and didn't just stay? So... It makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Like, well, dude, just like not just have first base unoccupied, just play with yeah. one less man. Yeah. I remember that was also that little small beef. I think it was Acuna and him, like over social media, going back and forth a little bit. And he's like, I don't know nothing about that. I love Ronald. Great teammate. I don't know where this is coming from. Oh, uh, yeah. Then Acuna say something on Instagram Live or something about him. Yeah. So now that it's coming out, maybe, you know. He did wanted to say so. Uh, it's very confusing, very interesting, but uh, I guess unless something big happens in the next year or so, he's going to finish his career with the Dodgers. So he'll probably he'll go back to Atlanta and finish his career in Atlanta, like Pujols in a way. It's yeah, swan song. All right, uh, next. Last time we spoke, the NHL uh, playoffs were I think Game Four at the time. Yeah, we, we were to, heading uh, yeah, game four was happening that night, and then game or no, game, game five, five was happening that night, and then game six was um, uh, we we just um, game four had just ended, and we jumped on after the overtime. Oh yes, yes, yes. And then Friday, while we were at the Yankees game, uh, the Lightning they they saved off elimination, and I think Sunday was the end the uh, the ending game. The end all be all. Uh, yeah, the Bolts evaded obviously elimination with a three two win on game five, and then game six. I'll be honest, I didn't see a single. I didn't even know that it was going on until I caught, after the fact. Um, I caught the third period. I got home like pretty late that night. Um, but I caught the third period. Uh, I think that, that Tampa only had like one shot attempt the first like 15 minutes of the third. So Jesus. It was uh, it was Colorado kind of went into a shell and their goaltender didn't really need to do a whole lot. Do you like that kind of uh, strategy? No. I mean, strategy-wise, yeah, but I don't like watching it. Yeah, it's kind of... No, it sucks. I, I hate watching, like, defensive, boring, you know, just... match. Yeah, walk, it, it, walking outside with an umbrella just in case it rains type of thing. But, I, I mean, it, made, it, it was exciting. I was hoping Tampa Bay would win. They, they missed an icing call in the last minute or so that I thought kind of screwed Tampa. I mean, the, the defenseman kind of lazily skated back for the puck, but he very well could have been out of energy. But the officials did not call icing, and that kind of screwed them because there was like eight seconds left. Was this the worst officiating of the NHL crew? I in can't this series? on it, but they missed that too many men penalty, which the overtime. Yeah, right. I don't think it contributed to the goal, but it, the goal wouldn't have happened if they called the penalty. Ironically, they called it too many men on the ice penalty on um, on Friday. Uh, breaking news: Zach oh. Levine has agreed to a five-year, two hundred fifteen point two million dollar. Max contract to return the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Laker Nation, baby. Also worth noting, Danilo Gallinari was bought out by the Spurs and is going to sign with Boston. Oh, gross. That's it. So we get to hate him again. 
Why didn't we pick him up? <laughs> what the heck? It'd be weird because they have they already have Seth Curry's father-in-law on the team, and then they would have Seth Curry's father from 2020 or 2021, given how Game 7 panned out. Yeah, right? Fudge. I, I look, he wanted out the needle. He off the been, bench. He would have been great here. He's an upgrade from Niang. Cause that's what Niang was off the bench. He would kind of just make these threes, and then he became a starter towards the end. Gallinari off the bench. Give you guys some rest. Oh, that would have been nice. Um, the Avalanche. Um, but yes, the Avalanche. Avalanche win their first Stanley Cup since 2001, I want to say. I believe it was one. They beat uh, the Devils, I want to say. Uh, my New Jersey Devils. Um, a shout out to the Avs. I mean, when they got, when they clinched uh, to go to the Stanley Cup, they were heavy favorites, and I, oh, I yeah. told you, like, you have the three-time, basically almost the three-time defending champs walking yeah. in there. You're that big of a heavy favorite? I didn't get yeah. it, but. The Lightning had won, I think, 15, or not 15, uh, 11 straight playoff series, which was close to the, I think, the record of 18 from the Islanders. Jesus. Now, the, the what's crazy is the Avs almost kind of went wire to wire this year. They were pretty much favorites from the fall onward. Um, they really? were a lot of a lot of people's pick. Um, I don't know if they were favorites when the season began. Mm-hmm. Very well, could have been Tampa Bay, um, but I feel like ever since like New Year's, they were the team that everybody was in love with, and they were they they it makes sense because they're so talented. But as we see always in um, in hockey, it's very hard to sustain this. I shouldn't say always because Tampa did it, but um, it's very hard to sustain this. Um, Anytime you win a title, and then you got all these young guys on these these short, um, low, av- like annual value contracts because they're younger. As soon as they come up for contract time, you 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 start gutting your roster. And uh, we saw it with the Blackhawks, we saw it with the Kings, we saw it with the Bruins, and even saw it with like the Rangers when they first made their run. They lost a lot of guys, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how how long they can sustain this if they can at all, and what happens this offseason with them. I, I don't have their their salary cap situation in front of me, but I can't imagine that there are that there's nobody coming off the books. That they're gonna have to re-sign guys. Luckily, they have McKinnon and Landis got locked up for a long time. Yeah, um, Rantanen is I I think locked up, but uh, the goaltending situation can't expect them to be as good next year. They have two backup goalies basically, and they both play very well in the playoffs. So I mean, and they're gonna have to sign McCarr to an extension. So. It's. It, we'll see if they can sustain this. Um, but congratulations to the Avs on a pretty. You know, I know game one and game four were both overtime games, but it really never felt competitive. They were in danger. Yeah, game two. I I remember sitting down and, and putting the game on, and it was one nothing like three minutes in, then it was two nothing like six minutes in, then it was like four nothing in the second period. Like it, it was. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, it, the Tampa just felt outclassed. They also went wire to wire with the Islanders, I believe. They were down in a hole, I think, O two in that series. They battled back throughout the whole playoff series. So, yeah, I think they're the ones that swept Claude Drew, right? Uh, Tampa did sweep. Yeah, Tampa yeah. beat the uh, the Panthers. Their most dominant series, and then they went right into the Islanders in the thick of it. Uh, oh, yeah, they were down 2-0 to the Rangers, and then That's they were right down right. 2-0 in Game 3. Only the third time in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs that a team in the Stanley Cup Final or the Conference Final was up 2-0 in the series and 2-0 in Game 3 and lost the series. 
Jesus. So That's Tampa, heavy. it was only the seventh time that um, it's happened, but third time in those final two series. So Tampa did, you know, battle back. I just think their age and their, you know, mentally they, they played, a, played a lot of games. I mean, that's the one thing it, it, it makes sense, but people don't realize that because you were so tied to the 82 number in the regular season. Uh-huh. You forget how many playoff games these teams play every year. Like they've played a lot of hockey the last couple of years. In particular, the guys that have too. been there. Yeah. yeah like in particular, sure. the guys that have been there, like Vasilevsky and Stamkos and Hedman and Kucherov, like all these guys that have been there for a while, they've all played close to 100 games a year. Uh, the COVID year notwithstanding, but like close to 100 yeah. games between playoffs and regular. Well, I mean, shout out to the Colorado Avalanche. Best wishes, and uh, please don't make any more beauty marks on the uh, cup itself. I can't believe that actually happened. I have the GIF, like, saved in my phone. Do you think uh, another beauty mark will happen? I think so. (laughs) They just get a new cup at this point? (laughs) They might as well. Jesus. All right, uh, moving on to the big story, or just the big craziness that is the NBA. Uh, the offseason moves, buddy. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, might as well start at Quickly. the top. So, James Harden to, uh, opting out of his contract with the Sixers. He is likely going to take less money uh, to so that the team can you know build around him better. Um, yeah. PJ Tucker is the first domino to freely fall. Sixers signed him three years, uh, roughly thirty million dollars, and then um, they also brought in Daniel House, the former Rocket. Um, in addition to uh, Danny Green and the 23rd pick in the draft being traded on draft night to uh, Memphis for DeAnthony Melton. So that's Maury. what the Sixers have done so far. Maury, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with any of these moves. I know Tucker, the three years, might scare people off, but if they win a title, nobody's going to care. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of... How old is House? Probably like 28. Okay, that's not bad. I just don't want this team to be old yeah. quickly. Yeah, I mean, if they bring in Eric chip. Gordon, then that'll be another, you know. We saw how Danny Green looked out there. And, I mean, yeah, you lost him, but now we need a shooter. Uh, Daniel House is 29. Nah, probably be 30 by, the, 30 by the end of the season, so. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I like I said, I'd rather have Gallinari or give me somebody. Give me some youth. I don't want Kevin Durant. Even though if Kevin Durant is available, I'll take it. Sure. Give me a chip, though. I need a win now. Very Maximize. hard to argue with picking up Kevin Durant, though. Maximize Embiid. Yeah, well, for sure. Maximize him by trading Maxi for <sighs> Durant. I don't think it's possible. I think he's going to go to Phoenix. I think it's going to be some combination of Aiden um, Bridges Aiden, so. and... You know, pain. They're going to figure out a way to do it. He wants to play with either Butler in Miami, or he wants to play with um, uh, uh, Booker. Booker. Uh, but, I mean, Miami offering Duncan Robinson, who got played off the floor in the playoffs, and Tyler Hero, who is really not as good as people think. Um, the, those two being the main pieces in the trade, that's definitely better than like Maxi Thibel Harris. But it's it's not going to be not something that it. Brooklyn is all that interested in. Nah. Not at all. I mean, Their hands are kind of tied here because Kyrie wants to force his way to, to Los Angeles. He opted. If, if Kyrie really wanted to go to LA, he, and you know the money doesn't matter to him, he would have opted out and signed with the Lakers for the mid-level exception for about six and a half million dollars. 
But no, he wants the money for playing half the league, for half the games in the league. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is out here? Now, do you think the KD? And I brought this up when it when it all broke out that he wanted to be demanding a trade. He wanted to go to Phoenix. Do you think this is him playing chess and him trying to stick it to Charles Barkley? Now that they're arguing. Be. I think he views it just as the best way for him to get to. So I think he realizes, first of all, the East. I've had people argue me on, with me on this, but I think the East is better than the West. Just the competition here. He's got to beat the Warriors and the Lakers in the West, and he's got to beat the Clippers. In the East, you got to beat the Sixers, the Bucks, the Heat, uh, the Celtics, the Bulls. Like, there's Hawks. good teams in the East. The Hawks. Um, Scary the, team, the Hawks. The Hornets were kind of up on, you know, on the come up, but the Cavaliers. In the, West, yeah, the Cavs are fun. In the West, I mean, the Jazz are falling off. The Nuggets maybe aren't that good. Oh, boy. It's the Clippers if they can stay healthy. The Lakers if they can stay healthy. Mavs. The Warriors if they can stay healthy. And the, and the Mavs if they can be competitive in the playoffs. And the Grizzlies. So, I mean, I think he's got an easier route out there. And I think his style of play will mix. I, I would love to see Durant and Chris Paul on the same team. That would be fun. And then, you know, I don't know who their center would be. I would imagine they would just maybe go get Capella or something. But... Nah, he'd be played I, off the floor. I think they would be fun to watch. They should have kept McGee, but McGee left. Yeah. He signed a nice nice little bag. I don't know. I, you might have something to it. I, I, if I'm Durant, I I probably would prefer to go to Miami, but because, you know, the lack of um, income tax down there and you got two other stars with you. But Yeah. And but I think he doesn't want to be LeBron, and you know LeBron uh, got the, yeah LeBron's already got the 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 team hopper you know, uh, like status or whatever his reputation. Durant doesn't want to have the same, even though he's on his what third team. But I think he, it would be weird for him to go to a team that LeBron played for. But he couldn't go back to OKC then with that logic, because LeBron did eventually go back home after winning one or winning two with Miami, you know? So I brought this up to somebody yesterday. If um, if Kyrie and Durant really want to win and they want to go somewhere that they can both be, um, they can both be paid handsomely and still be under the salary cap, they would go to Oklahoma City. They have, I think they have like 20 first round picks in the next like eight years. Uh, they just drafted uh, that kid Chet. They have a decent young core. Those two could take that team pretty far. And you know, where these stars go, uh, role players will follow. So if Durant and Irving really wanted to go somewhere, Oklahoma City, I know it doesn't seem sexy. They have a good young core. If they wanted to trade some of those young guys, they could probably get whatever they wanted. And then they have a million picks. They're probably going to get LeBron in a couple of years because they're going to get LeBron's kid. And <laughs> and they could probably sign random role players to come down there and play with them. So just a thought. But I understand going to a ready-made championship contender because he's getting up there in age. Yeah. I mean, it would the ultimate move it goes to phoenix wins a title in his first year and sticks it to barkley like look you couldn't do this at all i did it just coming yep. in here now granted the players are different and you know people will follow durant if he goes there so yeah Monty uh, williams big job what's up Breaking news? i am a little excited oh. about the the nets potentially only being left with bs after he kind of forced his way out of philly Goes there, it's going to be scary. Yeah, it's going to be scary when you're the only one left. <laughs> so Kyrie Irving opted in. Uh, here's a little, just a rundown of all the things that have happened. Kyrie opts in for his big deal. 
Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook opts in for his. The Pistons make a, a trade on, I believe it was late Thursday. Or late Wednesday, I'm sorry. The uh, Nerlens, yeah, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks to the Pistons in exchange for just draft capital. The Knicks were clearing out space. Um, in addition to that, another former Nick goes to the Pistons. Uh, Kevin Knox signs a two-year deal. The Knicks sign uh, Jalen Brunson, and then they keep Mitchell Robinson. So hmm. Brunson was a byproduct of them dumping Kemba Walker on the Pistons. They must have a good working relationship with Detroit because they just <laughs> they sent Kemba there, they sent Noel there, they sent Burks there. The Detroit Knicks, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean they have the same colors, sort of. Yeah. Um, but they Brunson. So his dad works for the Knicks, and Leon Rose is apparently a good friend of his dad. So it makes sense that Brunson would go home or home-ish. Well, now he's the star. Yeah, that doesn't. He has the me. he has the weight of New York on his shoulders now. Does Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle really take that team to the next level? That doesn't and scare RJ me. Barrett? Doesn't scare me one bit. What about when they get Zion? When they get Zion, that doesn't scare me one bit. Yeah, Remember, yeah. New York is the city that never sleeps. Endless food shops everywhere. Zion will get fat by the midseason. There's Good no point. shot in hell. Yeah, plenty of halal. Um, JaVale yes. McGee goes to the Mavericks. Why do I feel like he's been there before already? I know, Probably right? Has. Um, That's a great pickup, though. I like the pickup, too. Um, it's better than Boban. Yeah, yeah, he is an upgrade on Boban. Didn't Boban just get traded too? No, did he? I feel like I feel like there was a trade not that long ago. No, not Boban. Uh, just come back a, to us. Maybe it was a, a proposed trade that I missed. Mm. Uh, Nick Claxton in the Mills resigned with the Nets. I thought they opted out. Oh uh, yeah, well Claxton went back. Um, yeah, Boban got traded. Oh, no, where'd he go? I don't know. Uh- Boban. Uh, the Rockets? No way. <laughs> yeah. Him and Red? Let's go. Yeah, they went to the Rockets. Uh, so Claxton, Nick Claxton and Patty Mills resign with the Nets. Dwayne Devin resigns with Miami. Nicholas Batum resigns with the Clippers. Uh, Lou Dort opted out of his contract, but then he was a restricted free agent. He signs a five-year deal to stay in OKC. Joe Ingles goes to the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan goes to the Nuggets. Let's pause right there, though, before DeAndre Jordan. That what? That surprised me. <laughs> you go pick up. I thought for sure he was going to go back to Utah. So remember, they traded him midseason. He was hurt, and they traded him. He kind of did them right? solid by allowing him. Yeah, he got traded. And ooh, uh, this just in: Yusuf Nurkic has agreed on a four-year deal worth seventy million dollars to stay with the Blazers. Come on! I didn't realize, I didn't realize he was a clutch guy. Uh, Rich Paul is his agent. <laughs> Well, hey, man, he saw how BS was handled. He's like, I got this bag. Fair. But yeah, Ingles going to the Bucks uh, makes a lot of sense, but it's also confusing to me. That's going to be a scary Bucks team now. Now they have a shooter. Yeah, and he can dribble too. Um, De- DeAndre Jordan goes to the Nuggets. That's a nothing move. Malik Monk leaves the Lakers, goes to the so, Kings. How surprised are you? I'm not, because didn't he play with Fox in college? So they might be boys. Sure, but I mean, like the Lakers just giving him away. He was their yeah. arguably their best player. Yeah, he was the arguably season. the most consistent player this season. And they, I was surprised they let him go. Um, I would, I would have thought that he would have been maybe using a sign and trade if you were going to get Kyrie Irving. And he's not uh, terribly old. He was drafted in 2017, whatever year Fultz was drafted. Oh, so he's that's young. the year Monk was drafted. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, that, that's going to make that Kings team even more fun. I thought um, somebody was like Windhorse or somebody was saying that the Lakers' objective is to go younger, younger. Yet they basically let Malik Monk walk. Yeah, their best young player. 
That's just I mean, they have they can't get much older. Um, so I wasn't sure if this is the guy from Hustle or his brother, but the Jazz waved uh, Willie Herman, Herman Gomez. Bell Cruz. Okay, so it is him. Um, <laughs> so John Wall was bought out by the Rockets, and he intended to sign with the Clippers. I don't know if it's a done deal yet, but that's the rumor. Condenses, yeah. Um, Portland Trailblazers trade a first-round pick to Detroit for Jeremy Grant. This is, I think, right before the draft happened. What? Yeah. That's all it took. Portland. One, one pick. Portland. Moving on up. It, I thought it would take more to get him, but I guess not. And I um, bashed Portland before the podcast, thinking they didn't do anything. Sorry for Damon. Look at them making moves. Yeah, they're trying their best to build around Damian Lillard. I still think Aiton ends up there, but Nurkic resigning certainly hurts that. I think Aiton is going to be a, a net. That's possible. Yeah, that, that makes the most sense right now. Um, how do you feel about the Boston Bruins uh, reportedly just now hiring Jim Montgomery as their uh, the new head coach? Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. Uh, the Boston who? Bruins? Yeah, exactly. You mean the Celtics? Something like that. Oh, NHL. Um, Montgomery, yeah, solid coach. Probably one of the winningest coach in all of Montreal. Uh, that's a steal, actually. I'd rather have him than Tor- Tortilla. Yeah, probably. Um, Kemba Walker traded from the Knicks. He'll be bought out. Um, I wonder where he ends up if he goes anywhere. Um. The Wizards are trying their best to, um, I don't even know, Kappa maybe to wherever Durant goes. Minnesota? Yeah, supposedly D'Angelo Russell believes his days are numbered there. Um, That's according to reports. Uh, So Beal opts out. He signs a match with the Wizards. The Wizards also add DeLon Wright as a free agent. And then they traded for Monte Morris and Will Barton the day prior. Um, So the Wizards trade Contavious Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith to the Nuggets um, for Monte Morris and Will Barton. Um, if Ish Smith plays one game for the Nuggets, he will set the record in the NBA for most teams played for. <laughs> He's played for 12. How many can you name? The Sixers. So I got through like four, and then I was like, I have no idea. So he, he's been on the Thunder? He's been on the Sixers? Wait, I'm, I'm going to guess it. Oh, okay. All right, Thunder, Sixers. <laughs> Thunder, Sixers. Uh, Wizards? Yes. Uh, How'd nuggets? you get that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going to pop it up right now. I, I uh, actually Lakers? don't know. Oh, wow. Otto Porter to the Raptors. Oh, no. Baby Wilt. That makes not a, a lot of sense for them. So he's had 1, 2, 3, oh. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. He's had 14 jersey numbers in the NBA. All right. I have his uh, his his thing up. Do uh, you want to name the teams that he's played for? I, I can't anymore. What All is right, the Sixers uh, doing? Baby uh, Wilt? They're going to get to rent. Uh, he's been a Piston, God. a Wizard, a Sixer, a Sun, uh, uh, a Magic, a, man, a member of the Magic, uh, a, a member of the Thunder. Uh, he's been with Charlotte, Houston, New Orleans, Milwaukee, Memphis, and Golden State. Uh, his longest stint with any team was Washington, Detroit, three years each. Um, <clears throat> I'm shook. Uh, three guys get max contracts, Beal, Jokic, and Booker. Kyle Anderson goes to the Timberwolves. Uh, Royce O'Neal gets traded to Brooklyn. Uh, DeJounte Murray gets traded to Atlanta for Danilo Gallinari and three picks. All first-round unprotected picks. Gallinari gets bought out. We'll sign with the Celtics. Jesus. Um, what do you think's next for Atlanta? That's a short backcourt, but it's an exciting backcourt. Oh, Atlanta just completely did what they said they were going to do, revamped this entire team. It's a good trade for both sides. That's a haul for the um, for the Spurs. Three unprotected picks. 
Oh, who knows? Trey Young can get hurt, and all of a sudden that picks like 14th in the uh, draft. So, but then they want to win now, so that's not what they're looking for. Even if uh, Trey goes down, but damn, I wonder if he will. I wonder if that is a destination for Aiden, <clears throat> Capella, Collins, and something maybe gets you Aiden. Well, it is. It's been heavily rumored for a while now that Collins is on the move. He's going to be a trade piece. Remember during the trade deadline, we were going to get him possibly? Why don't they like him? I thought he was a good player. They, he just signed a big deal with them too. I thought so, yeah. This is probably guy, something I, internal. Every time I watch him, I think he's a good player. He seems like a good teammate too. Oh, yeah. And he can, he can shoot the three corner threes. Yeah. Almost as good, if not better, than Danny Green at this Basically, stage. P.J. Tucker, but younger. Um, yeah. So the Trailblazers, uh, Damian Lillard wants Kevin Durant. Nurkic posted a picture of Durant in a Blazers uniform, as did um, Lillard, but that's probably not going to happen. The Blazers just gave Anthony Simons $100 million. Great, um, dude. Great I like him. He's a really good player. Lonnie Walker future. signs. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Lonnie Walker signs with the Lakers. He Well, so they do get a little younger. In essence, replacing Monk, but less shooting. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Andre Drummond goes to the Bulls. That's surprising. <clears throat> yeah, he'll be the backup for... Um, Vucevic, I think it's a good spot for him, though. I thought he would just stay with the Nets. He looks pretty came, good. Should have came home. Honestly, he, he did look good with the Nets. I don't. I probably wasn't a good fit. If I just want to live in New York, it's too small. Or he doesn't want to play with BS. That's a, that's a, yeah. How can you look him in the eye after what he did here? Especially, he was the reason why you left a possibly winning team. To yeah, go he to the liked, Nets. He enjoyed being here. Yeah, and then he became a casualty as a result. Uh, Bo Bo signs at the Magic. Uh, they will now have the tallest starting five in the league between Bull Bull, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Bamba. Is that actually going to happen? That That's exactly what's going to happen. I hope so. That's a 2K nightmare. <laughs> and supposedly that's Mo Bamba sick. could be on the move, though. So Ooh. be interesting to see where he ends up if he does leave. Oh, we forgot the mitten. Oh, yeah, Gary Payton Jr. Uh, Blazers, right? Yeah. Blazers, man. I wouldn't be surprised if something else happened while we were sleeping. Also, uh, Lakers picked up a bunch of people. Juan Toscano Anderson is, is is a Laker now. Oh, is that right? So I saw that he was going to leave um, the Warriors, and then I saw Kent Bazemore interested in a reunion with the Warriors, but Warriors are not, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, the Atlanta <laughs> Hawks have signed Aaron Holiday to a one-year contract. Uh, Bruce Brown to the Nuggets. Ricky Rubio to the Cavs for three years. He re- Reunion. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Gill staying with the Wizards and Gary Harris staying with the Magic. Uh, a whole bunch of nothing, really. Troy Brown Jr. to the Lakers. Jay Sean Tate stays with the Rockets. What do you and think? Marvin Bagley stays with the Pistons. Now, with the Clippers, they're basically essentially running it back with adding yeah. John Wall. With John Wall, yeah. Uh, do you they just, like that? I think they re signed Amir Coffey as well. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think that that team has really had a true chance to see what it all looks like. I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both like really banged up. Paul George played a little bit last year. Kawhi didn't play at all. Uh, John Wall's toast. Do they still have um, Reggie Jackson is still there, right? Reggie Jackson and the white boy. Uh, Kennard. Yes, Kennard. Sorry. <laughs> they have all three left-handed white, white shooters in the league. It's a deadly uh, mismatch. Isaiah Hartenstein. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have high expectations for the Clippers, which Ooh. means that they're going to come out and probably play well this year. So, 
Victor Oladipo resigns one year contract with, with Miami. Heat. I read uh, Bobby Portis signs a four year deal with the Bucks. Resigns. Yeah, he wasn't leaving. I mean, why would you? Off the yeah, bench, still. and you're basically right in the coattails of uh, Giannis. Yeah, a lot going on, but the biggest names have yet to move. Um, I'm sure by the next time we speak, we will have three or four moves worth uh, mentioning. By the end of the episode, <laughs> by the time we yeah. stop recording, breaking these left and right. Oh, For sure. There was um, something that said uh, Boston's defense made a god move west. And it took me a minute and like, oh, talking about Durant. Yeah, and Kyrie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Hate Flat to see yeah, hate it is to what see it, is. it. All right. All right, we're going to switch gears. Uh, we'll briefly touch on this because I thought it was an interesting topic. For so, sure. um, we could tie this in also to our trip to the Bronx. Um, so, last week we attended Yankees and Astros on Friday night, the game they lost to break like a 15 game Breaking home news. streak. Uh oh. Sources. So, take this with a grain of salt. Minnesota and Utah are in trade talks centered around Rudy Gobert. Uh, if you have to imagine, Russell will be That is that weird trade. because you just signed Carl Anthony Towns to a f- fat contract. I don't see what the point of that is. Oh, sign and trade possibly? Towns to Utah? I Dude. think if it happens, I think if it happens, it'll be, um, what's his name? I think Russell would end up going. Oh, yeah, D. Russell. But then you're basically saying Donovan Mitchell has got to go too. It's weird, but that's just sources. So sorry for yeah, the. Yeah, I guess. For the. Uh, oh wait, there's more stuff coming. No. Yeah, sorry for that. I just <laughs> saw it pop up like Rudy Gobert. I'm like, oh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, that, that's confusing to me. Yeah. Um, so what is what is your uh, so the trip there was obviously long, three hours. Took an extra hour to get to New York. Uh, what is your uh, that your review of the ballpark first time being there? Incredible. Iconic. Big. I felt like I was attending an event, a spectacle. Yeah, yeah. See, I kind of felt the same going like just, to that same, like the sorry. just walking in from the outside. Exactly. Yep. Um, just finding the parking, and then literally two blocks down, maybe make a left, and then just follow the line, and then you're there. You know what's cool? It's weird. Is is when you see it, you're like, wow, that's it. It almost it looks like a coliseum from the outside, doesn't it? Oh yeah, flags. Like, it, like, it feels like you are going to like a big event. Like you, you see it, and you're like, wow, that's it. And I there's a imagine, buzz. There's yeah. a buzz in the street. I would imagine that's how it feels to go to Fenway or Wrigley as well. But I mean, in Philly, it's not the same. And it makes our ballpark look so puny. Oh, dude, ridiculous! I can't wait to go back to Citizens Bank after just being in that yeah. giant uh, stadium to be like, wow. Yeah, when I went to the shit fly here. Yeah, when I went to the first one, and then we came back and went to a Brewers game here. I was like, "Wow, this stadium's kind of small, and like it's not as cool." I it's understand open, a lot though. more history. Yeah, it, it is open. Yeah, it's more open. No, no, New Yorkers hate the new stadium because they wanted the old stadium to be refurbished and kept around, similar to how Wrigley and Fenway were. That's how it should have been. But ownership wanted to just dump the old one. They got a bunch of money from the city to make a new one. So, in the yeah. same time span that um, that New York gave a bunch of money to. The Mets to build a city, but so a lot of 
fans hate the stadium while Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and them didn't technically play in the old stadium because it was refurbished in the seventies. Yeah. Um, it was still the old, there's still so much history in the park and on that particular lot of like that particular area of ground. Like, it, it, I don't know. The new place is nice. Um, I never nice. went to the old place. Neither, neither of us did, but um, it is, uh, it's very nice. They did a good job building it. I can always refer to the 2004 uh, playoff series versus the Red Sox to like, you know, grasp my memory of that place because that was a great series. Yeah. Sorry, New Yorkers. The um, the the weird thing you talk about how sports always this narrative seems to work, like happen like a, a sports technically fixed. The first year that Yankee Stadium existed, I think it was nineteen twenty. I don't know nineteen twenty something. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yankees won the World Series. And then the first year that the new one opened, 09, they won the World Series. Breaking news officially. John Wall officially agrees with the Clippers on a two-year deal for the taxpayer mid-level. Oh, so like $6 million probably. According to the NBA trade report on Twitter. Oh, two years, he won't make it through the first. Um, but it, the the seats we have were good. We were on the first baseline. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we got to see a really good pitching matchup. Um First time I've ever seen Justin Verlander in person, which was very, very exciting. And uh, unfortunately, the second time I've seen Luis Severino in person. So both times I've gone there, I've seen the same pitcher for the Yankees. <laughs> um, we did get to see all the regulars. Um, yes. the, the 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 better catcher sat, but uh-huh. the only like quote unquote regular we didn't see was uh, Gallo, and he's been terrible anyway. So True. we got to see like Donaldson and Stanton and uh, and Judge and all those guys. And Rizzo, your boy. Yeah, Rizzo. You were very um, happy to see Rizzo. I mean, I love you had it for fantasy reasons. Yeah, he's Rizzo, Stanton, and uh, Torres are all on my fantasy team. So, dude, I leaped out of my chair when Judge hit a towering fly ball to dead center because uh, I thought I had just won at least three hundred dollars on a five dollar whim for yeah. a first plate home run for a Judge. I yeah, literally so. leaped out. I almost probably fell over the barricade because we were in the first row of our section. Yeah, uh, Donaldson. Excited. Donaldson almost put one out. He actually bat flipped and it hit the catcher. And <laughs> Did he? It, we missed it, but during the uh, like the time between innings, apparently the dugout was screaming at him because Jason Castro was pissed off. The bat landed on him. Oh shit! Um, uh, Stanton hit a, a missile to right field, oh, um, and uh, so all four runs came on home runs. I've now been to two Yankees games, and every run has come via the home run. Um, <laughs> for Dugo, Stanton, and Rizzo, all homered the first time I went. All two run home runs. It was a four two game. And then this was a three-run home run from Kyle Tucker and a solo from Stanton. So um, the atmosphere, much oh. different, right? It feels different. I mean, it, granted, that's also the best team in the sport. Um, yeah. So baseball is pretty like prominent with the New York's. Like, yeah. Like with any, you know, if the Phillies aren't doing well, it's kind of like an empty stadium. But the last yeah. time we went with the D-backs, you can feel the buzz in the air. It was popping. Yeah. It felt more like that, like 07 to 12 run. But I feel like or, when we did go, it was more like a home thing. Like, it was not casuals. Like, oh, I'm in New York for the weekend. Let me just go to a Yankees yeah. game. That's how it felt when I went there. I'm not a Yankees fan, really. Yeah. Like, diehard fan. But it felt like when I went there, it's like, throw on your little blue New York hat, throw on some kind of jersey, and just go to the game and just have fun because you're a casual. You're in New York for the weekend. Yeah. But it was a tremendous, beautiful stadium. Um, it, it is very nice. It, it, if, if not for the old one having existed, I think people would appreciate the new one more. Oh, yeah. I, I love appreciate my, it. It looks the same. Yeah. It looked cool. I like Monument Park in center field with all the, um, like the plaques and stuff. The um, that's how we entered, right? We entered through center field. Yes, we did. Yep. 
Yeah, it's interesting. So when you enter Citizens Bank, you're on ground level. Yeah, you don't have to go up or down necessarily to go to your seats, but there you enter and you go up. Yeah, to get in, and then you go back down. I don't know. Then we went what five flights of stairs. Yeah. Well, escalator helped us. Thank God. Yeah. I was. The place is the nice. Elevator. The concessions are nice. The um, it's not as like crammed as I expected. I thought a bigger park, fifty thousand seats, you're going to be crammed in the concession area. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty well kept. Uh, the only problem is we waited in line for a while. And our um, seats are like right near the concession stands and the bathroom, yeah. so it was just clutch. Um, the right field though, when we were when we walked in to find our seats, <laughs> that right field is close it feels close doesn't it it feels like several rows and that's it yeah that's <laughs> the um, first level Yankee stadium in the 1920s was built for babe ruth um it was 295 to right field and then Jesus. when it was refurbished in the 70s they pushed it back to like 305 i think it's about 305 or 310 now so yeah, it, it benefits anthony rizzo and joey gallo and those left-handed hitters on that team oh i would pull but, it all the time yeah um, but it is very deep to center field. I, it's a nice looking place. Uh, oh, yeah. The dugouts are cool. I like the the uh, the area behind home plate. It's a very nice looking place. Um, I like I love the um, the the fence around the very top of the stadium. The white fence. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, beautiful. They have so the little Easter egg I found on TikTok. So I went the first time. I saw they had flags all around the top of the stadium. Yeah, and they would do they would do Yankees flag. And then the five teams in a different division, then Yankees flag, five teams in the other division. Apparently, those flags are actually in order based on the standings. So they go up there daily and, and change them, I guess. Hey, that's got to be a job. If you're Crazy. scared of heights, don't do that one. Keep people employed. Yeah, but right. All in all, pretty good experience. They lost, but it was exciting. A bunch of cool stuff happened. They left a million guys on base that night. Jesus, dude. It was. I felt like they had bad. two guys on every inning. And the Astros, the same. Severino, though, at one point, I think it was like the fourth or fifth inning. He had uh, gave up a double to Guriel and then a single to whoever bats after Guriel, and they had first and third. And he struck out the side, and the third out was Altuve. I think I said Ooh, it at the time that by the yeah, I, th- I think I said it at the time where Severino's like gets in trouble. He gets on trouble on purpose because it fuels him, and he'll strike <laughs> out the side. Like yeah, they, there's no worry. Talk about public enemy number one. I thought I would never hear a crowd as hostile toward a player as I did when I went to Flyers games and Sidney Crosby was in the building. Yeah. But New Yorkers cannot stand Jose Altuve. <laughs> Dude, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. He had a home run the next day, too. And then I think he had another one the next day. Yeah. So he got the last laugh. Although they, they wound up splitting the series. And they got the um, no-hitter. Yeah, got the no-hitter after. the next day. Thank God we didn't go Saturday. <laughs> but Yay. exciting series all around for the fans of the two teams. Um, you know, Thursday night, there was a walk-off double from Judge after the three-run homer from Hicks. Uh, the night we went, pretty uneventful, but still... Good game. It was exciting down to the final pitch. Yeah, for sure. And then Saturday, there was the no-hitter. And then Sunday, another walk-off. So, cool stuff. Um, I would definitely love to go back. Um, in yeah. fact, I, I have a date circled on my calendar where they're giving out a bobblehead that I would like to go back. A judge? So, uh, they're giving out a bobblehead of the announcers. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> You're going to be right there. That's right up my alley. The thing is, we went to that game trying to get a... Oh, what's his oh, was name? It? the Nestor Cortez t-shirt Nestor, and we never got it yeah but you wait in the line long enough you're not going to get that shirt yeah problem is they open the gates an hour ahead of time I think they open them at 530 at Citizens Bank they open them at 6 at Yankee 
So you don't really see much of the batting practice. And if you're not like one of the first 150 in line, you don't get the giveaway. 150? That's gross. Because if it's first 10,000 fans, I think there's like 10 gates or something or five gates. A piece, but yeah. That makes sense. Nice place. Um, cool to walk around. Cool to hear the um, the sounds at a different park. It's always interesting New to hear like the New smells York. the same as Citizens Bank. <laughs> um, that That's my only gripe. So The ice cream we, machine poops out around the seventh inning, just like yeah, Citizens Bank. the ice cream Bank. machine breaks. No, no more pretzels, no more ice cream. So we got... We have how many Sixers games have you gone to? Like oh, dude, four maybe, this year? Nah, maybe nah. Four, five. So, well, I mean, five, six total. I'll so say. when they beat the Thunder and when they beat the Lakers and we went, uh huh. Um, they played. Here come the Sixers after the win, right? Yeah. The now, could you imagine if they played that song after the loss to the Clippers that we were at? How would that sound? Why the fuck are we playing this? It was so a night race. I, I have a problem with the fact that they play the New York, New York song after both wins and losses because it's like kind of depressing t- when they lose, but it's like very death. cool when they win. It's like tone death. Like, play like six times, too. All right, it's over. Okay, now it's now starting again. <laughs> and they, you said it. At, I have a video of the final out. You said it the second that out was called. You go there. They already had the song queued up, didn't they? <laughs> like, all right, get out, get yeah, out, get out of here. But Jesus, good experience. We got good weather aside from the rain for about twenty minutes. I mean, I didn't not, mind the rain. It kind of cooled things off a little bit. Yeah, it did honestly. But uh, it felt like a little small cloud. It was a passing storm, really. Yeah, but the uh, the view is beautiful. Of all yeah. the um, the hotels and crap office buildings, but I I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, like like I said, I felt like I went to a spectacle. I can't believe I was at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it feels like a different. It has a way different feel from what we are used to. And I, and I love and I said it on the way there. I love that it's it's. I hate it if I live there. Yeah. <laughs> but since I don't live there, I love that it's smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood. Oh yeah, it's like down the street. <laughs> be like, all right, let's go. I know it initially was there a long time ago just because there was space there, but it's almost like they were like, all right, let's just put it uh, all right, right here. Fine. We'll, we'll just put it right there. And it's like right in the middle of, of, a, of an area. Like a in Philly, area. in Philly, everything is all together in one spot. Mm-hmm. The only, the only stadium that's not with the others is the one the union play at. Yeah. But you have at one point you had the spectrum, which is no longer there. Um, the vet. And then um, uh core state center, which was the, the old, uh, what's it called? Uh, like Flyers and Sixers place or the name, the, the old name for it. Yeah. And now you have Citizens Bank, Lincoln Financial and Wells Fargo all within walking distance on it. It would probably take about 20 minutes to walk from each to the other. Yeah. And in New York, I believe, I don't know where MSG is. I think it's in, is it in Manhattan? Yeah, Manhattan. That's a while. And then uh, City is in Queens and Barclays is in Brooklyn. So. As long as Much it took us spots. to get there, it would get there to each stadium alone. Yeah. We were 2.4 miles away. It was 20 minutes away from That's where our destination that was. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, cool experience. I think it's definitely not a commuter thing. We're better off, like, staying there. Yeah. And, and then catching an Uber or something, going there or something. But uh, good, uh, cool stuff. For sure. I mean, one of the, the big hitters of the Yankees, though, I mentioned already, Judge. The home run chase, man. You've been... You had your eye on this preseason. You had money on it. It's looking good, right? So, 
my question to you. Yeah. Um, as it stands, so as it stands right now, Aaron Judge has 29 home runs. He leads Major League Baseball. He's played 75 of his team's first 77 games. If he plays, let's say 150 games, um, which would put him right, kind of a little bit less than what he's on pace for, mm-hmm. but they they have a big enough lead in the division that he might sit, you know, toward yeah. the end. He would be on pace for exactly 61 home runs. Uh, the math works out to like 61.12 home runs. Mm-hmm. Which would tie Roger Maris for the uh, the most home runs hit in baseball history by a guy not tied to steroids. So Maris set the record whenever he played back in like the black and white you know segregation area era. But um, <laughs> since then, Mark McGuire broke it. Sa- uh, Sammy Sosa also broke Maris's record, but finished second to McGuire uh, in, I think it was 98. Yeah. And Barry Bonds set the record in 2001 with 73. Do you think that Judge passing 61 holds any weight? Because at the very least, he would be breaking the the franchise record, which a, a team that is as historic as that is. But he would also be breaking like the non-user record as far as we know, because Maris could have been using stuff that we didn't know about, but he would be breaking the non, you know, PED home run record. Now, does this matter to you? Does it or matter do you to still, me that he breaks it? Or do you still view 73 as like the book, as the benchmark? I'm torn in between because even with steroids, you still need hand-eye coordination to hit the ball and drive it out of the ballpark. It doesn't like and, automatically, anytime you swing the bat, the thing flies a thousand feet, like 500, I don't know, whatever feet in the air and like pitchers were using too and pitchers were using at the time so and they kind of still do here and there with this the sit on the arms and the gloves that they're checking now i yeah. mean it's, it's and plus a baseball is not the size of a basketball it's a baseball it's small it's tiny not as small as a golf ball so it's hard enough to hit it consistently of yeah. course throughout the season so 73 is a big number but because everyone was tied with steroids you don't know where those numbers would actually be right so I would say 61 is more for me, 61 is more important because if they check him constantly and he is drug free and all this other stuff and he passes Maris, that's more of a bigger accomplishment than 73. I would that's agree. Even though the balls are maybe juiced and ballparks are supporting home runs, I think six passing 61 matters because then you have a guy in the conversation who is modern that isn't tied to controversy yeah i don't think people are gonna there will be some people that'll view him as the all-time home run king for a season but at least it gives you a modern guy it's not just like you know roger maris and this guy and whoever whoever he passed for it probably ruth um but i think with all the stigma around bonds and mcguire and sosa the league needs something especially in the midst of bonds not making the hall of fame and McGuire and Sosa not having a shot either. I think it matters to the league to have a, a guy to be kind of the face of the league and say, hey, he broke the, the home run record that would have stood for 60 years if not for steroids. Yeah, so, right. It's interesting because I have a couple friends that said, oh, no, no, because pitchers are using two. Steroids were not as big of a deal as people might think. And then I have other friends that are saying, hey, no, steroid guys cheated. Maris did it clean. If Judge does it clean, then it says something says a lot about him. So I just figured it was an interesting topic. He is uh, the reason that really kind of came to light 
Mm-hmm. Chris Russo went on first take on Wednesday and said that he doesn't think the Yankees will allow it to happen. Not from the standpoint that they uh, they don't want their own record to be broken. He just thinks they're going to be up by so many games in August and September that he won't play enough to do it. But I don't see how you get away with doing that, especially in a contract year. Um, yeah. How you, how you let a guy not play when the numbers will support his potential case for it. That almost feels like a like a lawsuit for the Players Association. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like almost like the NBA. If you don't get a certain amount of minutes or whatever, or like the all-star voting, if you don't get that, those are all incentives to get you a max deal or whatnot in the future. For sure. Yeah, you mess with people's monies. And stats are also asterisk because say if he ends with 59, well, the asterisk is he didn't play for a majority of the end of the season. Imagine if he did. But also, um, you don't want him to get hurt and whatnot. And you're, what's the point of hitting all those home runs, you know? Yeah. All right. So the San Diego Padres are literally right now unveiling their City Connect Edition jerseys, and they are pretty sweet. Um, oh, these man. are very nice. They went kind of with, um, I want to say, like Miami Vice adjacent. They have a lot of colors, uh, a lot of like tropical looking colors. It actually, looks pretty sick. So good for them. Let me let me look at this. So Judge is on pace for sixty-one, and that is essentially dominating the headlines in New York right now. Is will they allow for this to happen, and can it happen? And does it matter? I'm not a fan of this. Really, this looks like a giant. Now I don't know my flags too well. This looks like a giant Mexican flag. You got one shoulder in red, the other in green, and in the middle it's white. So it's Italian or Mexican? Probably something Hispanic. I don't know. And Tatis is, I think, Dominican. So this is wild. Yeah, and uh, and Machado is Puerto Rican. Yeah. But I see what you mean. It's like retro, almost 80s, 70s, or more oh, 80s. Nice. It's nice. It's uh, colorful for sure. Um, it's like highlighter colors, just like you said, the Miami Vice. I'm not mad at it, but I would not buy it. But it's cool. It's different for sure. Yeah, the hat's kind of cool. All right. the hat. Oh, that is a pretty sweet hat. All right. Is it scramble time? Sorry. I'm still going to. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. All right. I, I do have one I want to add. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll start with that. All right. Uh, just um, give me a second with my phone. So this should not be all that difficult. We only have a couple of things to touch on this week on the scramble. <laughs> Somehow we'll everything else, out. nothing else was really all that miscellaneous. We really kind of just fit into the uh, the different areas of our. I actually, I have two. I'll start with one and then I'll end with another. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, ready? Both baseball related. Yep. And go four minutes. All right. So yesterday, the Washington Nationals reportedly offered Juan Soto a thirteen-year contract worth four hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Jesus. What are your thoughts on this? What do you think happens with him? Just because it's wild. I understand because he's a great player and he's young, but does he want to be there for 13 years? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Because Harper signed that similar deal, but that's because he wanted to come here in Philadelphia and be part of this team from from everything, from free agents. He wanted to be involved fully. Does Juan Soto... Want to be that player for Washington and stay there and have his family there? 
We don't Especially know. if you're locked into a contract like that. And we talked about it last week where there's a chance that these streaming services give these leagues just tons of money. Contracts could be like that might be a small contract in six years. Yeah, we don't know. Things what's to stop um <clears throat> what's to stop, you know, a young player getting, you know, ten years five hundred million at some point. Yeah. Who knows? I know. And you don't know if you're gonna get a cut of that streaming deal as yeah. well. So we don't know. But it's a big ass number. So good for him yeah. if he does take it. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um MLB CEO Rob Manfred wants you to know, Rob, he doesn't hate baseball. He wants to save it. Uh, he did an exclusive interview on ES that's available on ESPN. Uh, one of the quotes said, it rubs him the wrong way when people say he hates the game. Thoughts on his tenure so far, Rob? Uh, his name has come up way more than Bud Selig's did toward the end of Bud Selig's tenure. I, the, the biggest thing I hate about the Manfred era yeah. is the fact that for a couple, for pretty much all of last year, it was obvious that they were using different baseballs in different um, scenarios, like the the Field of Dreams game between the White Sox and the Yankees, yeah, um, all of the you know the primetime ESPN games, they're using these balls that are flying out of ballparks. Dude, Meanwhile, Tuesday night, yeah, Tuesday night, you got the uh, the Diamondbacks and the Pirates, and they're using the you know the crap balls that are not flying, and in an effort to influence statistics or free agency. So that that bothers me. That's gross. And the the, the pitch clock is not great either. I hate the idea of putting a clock on baseball you're not gaining or losing fans based on the length of these games yeah honestly it's just it's a different sport altogether all right the first place philadelphia union on wednesday night lost at home one nothing to the last place chicago fire instantly falling to second place i believe that's their second loss of the season are you concerned um a little bit i mean you're at home these are the teams you should be beating and the number one seed in soccer is very important. I beg your pardon. I said one nothing. I went. I meant to say one nil. Uh, it's all forgiven, man. It's all forgiven. Now, if you talk to a purist over there, you might have been uh, canceled. Uh, whatever. But yeah, a little concerning. But hey, you got to keep winning. And we, I got to go to Subaru Park. There's a yeah, game, we got to hit a game there. There's a game coming soon, like literally next week. Prime time on a Friday night. How many games do they play? Uh I think almost like basketball near 80. Oh, they play a lot. Okay. I think. I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Uh, Let me see. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell are the new celebrity boxing duo that will be matching up. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, it's better with the running backs. Do you think the winner will get Frank Gore? And who do you have winning? Uh, Not the people watching. They should have all the domestic (laughs) abusers fight each other. (laughs) Oh, that's a great idea. Lerrera versus Jerry Familia, Adrian Peterson versus Kareem Hunt, uh, Tyreek Hill versus I don't know Greg Ray Hart. Rice. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Ray geez. Rice. No, no, Greg Hart is an actual MMA fighter now. Yeah, but he he sucks. No, he's actually he knocks people. <laughs> he lost though. The, the only like two times I watched him though. Oh yeah. What the? Oh, so that's it. I mean, short. Time to wake sweet. up. But you did have one more. You want to sneak in? Uh yeah. So Justin Verlander um, is more than likely going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Do you think he goes in as a Tiger or an Astro? Does that matter? It kind of does. I mean, uh, the players because on their plaque they get the they have a hat on, oh. and they, they it'll usually have the logo on the hat. Like there have been some players that have gone in like without a team. I just assume. I think, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. There have been teams. There have been guys that have gone in as like split, yeah. but for the most part, like um, I don't know, like Randy Johnson went, went in as I don't know, probably a 
probably a diamondback um if bonds were to get in he would probably go in as a giant even though he played for the pirates and the giants like like same thing with like Mookie Betts. Like I wonder if he goes in as a Red Sox or a Dodger, but uh, Verlander is the next. And, and Pujols will definitely go in as a, a Cardinal. Cardinal. He's not going to go in as an Angel or anything. But Verlander interests me because he was with the Tigers for I think like eleven years. Went to the World Series three times, I want to say, maybe mm-hmm. twice. Didn't win anything, but he won an MVP there. Won a couple Cy Youngs, and then he goes to the Astros, and I believe he was on the team that won the championship. So I he wonder. Was, I think. Yeah, so I wonder, does he go in as an Astro or as a Tiger? And does the controversy from the science stealing impact, you think, his decision? Because, I mean, he wasn't involved with it because he was a pitcher. Yeah. But he was on the team when all that was like going down. So it makes um, one. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I didn't, I would just assume that he would just get in as a player, like, you know, Berlander, Hall of Famer. Now, the matter of what team, I thought he would just list the teams that, well, the last team he played for is the Houston Astros, but he was a member of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, well, I think statistics, it would, you know? I think they would tell you that, but on the, the plaque, hat. I think it matters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's up to him, right? I, for, I forget who it was. Yeah, it might be. I, I forget who it was, but somebody went in recently without um, a logo on their hat. I forget who it was. <laughs> Back to the Spirit Halloween stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting thing. I think he goes in as a tiger, but I don't rule out the idea that he might go as an astro. Because to me, I remember him more as a tiger. But like his legacy has probably been fluffed up by the Astros. Especially, I don't remember he was on the seventeen team, but I think he was. But he's been in the playoffs like every year with Houston. He wasn't in the playoffs every year with Detroit. They lost the two World Series that he was with Detroit. So I wonder. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, let me think. J-Roll obviously is a Philly, but he did have a sin over there in L.A. So did uh, Lee. I'm trying to think. Roy Holiday, if he were still alive and pitching, would like, he I don't be? Know who he, I don't know who he went in as. I, I think he probably went in as a Blue Jay. Yeah, but uh, Roger Clemens, how about him? A Yankee, I guess? If even he gets he in, played, he would be a Yankee, even if he was a Red Sox, too. So, and David Atreides obviously a Red Sox. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Honestly, I really don't know. It, it's would, fascinating to me because I, I mean, I would if, say if, Detroit because he put in those years early on to establish. I think so too. Like Miguel Cabrera played for the Marlins and the Tigers. I think he gets in as a Tiger. Yeah. Uh, if Mookie Betts gets in, he's probably Dodger. Red Sox. I mean, he won a title with both teams. Um, if Bryce Harper gets in, is he going in as a Nat or a Philly? Oh, Philly, he's a king over be, here. That might be a question. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, I think, has an outside chance of getting in. He's going as a Yankee or a Marlin. A Yankee. Uh, who else? Uh, Max Scherzer's been on like five teams. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> so it, I, he, he probably goes time. in as probably goes in as a national. Although he was with the Tigers, he was with the Diamondbacks, he's now with the Mets. He was a Dodger. So I mean, these are interesting things. If Freddie Freeman gets in, that might be interesting too. I think he goes in as a Brave, but if he's with the Dodgers for eight years and he wins two championships, how do you yeah. not? It all depends on your resume at the end of the day of these teams, which is yeah. more holds weight, holds yeah. more weight. And what have you done, like Cy Youngs and all the other stuff? Yeah, and I mean, winning a championship. Um, Machado has a chance too. Does he go in as an Oriole or a Padre? So, a lot of interesting, you know, yeah. players that have been on numerous teams. I guess this is the product of the the era that we live in now, where team the players are moving around a little bit more with free agency and trade requests and everything. Yeah, this is when you establish yourself, you know. Kevin Durant. 
Yeah, like if basketball made you do that, what, who would LeBron go in as a Cav, a Miami Heat player, a Laker? Durant would go in who, I guess, can't be OKC, can't be a, a oh, net. I guess a warrior, but like. You retired the number at that point? James you Harden, is he a rocket? Is he a, a thunder? Is he a sixer? Is he a I think rocket for Harden? He did outrageous numbers out there. Yeah. Kawhi right. Leonard. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. Oh, he's a raptor forever. <laughs> yeah. He can walk in and do no wrong. He's the greatest rental of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Without question. Um, all right, let's do wins and L's. I don't have much. I got one L and two wins. All right, I have two L's and one W. You want to go first? Uh, sure. All right, uh, my first L, we already touched on it, the Yankees. Uh, getting no hit versus the Astros, <laughs> that's pretty. Eesh. With that lineup, I, we saw that lineup in person. Yeah. To get no hit the next day was wild. It's a daunting team to play against. You know what's funny is um, Hector Neris pitched, I think, the eighth inning of that, or maybe the seventh inning. So it was Christian Javier, I believe, started, went six. Neris pitched an inning. Um, I forget who pitched the eighth, and I think Presley pitched the ninth. Mm-hmm. Um Neris gave he so Hector Neris walked two guys and gave up three balls batted over 100 miles an hour, but they were all outs. So <laughs> Neris might be the luckiest no hitter um, experiencer of all time. Um, I only have one L. Um, it's one L? the it's yeah it's the uh, Avalanche denting the Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> so when they were going to take the picture, it's a tradition in hockey. If you look up Stanley Cup champions, you'll see them. They're all just on the ice. The goalies are always laying on their side. They, it, so as um, oh Robin Lopez signs with the Cavs, um, as as Gabe Landeskog is skating over with the cup, he like kind of stumbled on his way down and dented the side of the cup. So I went from being like a a circular base to like a trapezoid or something. <laughs> <laughs> now do they? I wonder. I, you ask a good question. How does that get fixed? I, I mean, you like, bang it, bang it out like what a hammer. Uh, more iconic trophy moment. Um, that or Gronk spiking the Steve Harvey Lego thing. <laughs> I think that is more. He spiked the shit out of it. I think that was the indication 2020 was going to be hell when Gronk <laughs> spiked it and Steve Harvey had like a heart attack on stage. <laughs> two and two right there. Uh, actually, I have a three L's. I had two, but now I've, I see that in my notes I had three. Uh, the second one, um, the U.S. Supreme Court. Basically, this, this happened a little the day that we went to the Yankees game. Where women's right basically doesn't mean nothing in this country anymore. That sucks. Yeah. So gross. Tough one. Uh, that is a tough one. And then the third yeah. one uh, to all net fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're screaming from the rooftops that oh my god, I have Kyrie, I have Kevin Durant. Then you get Ben Simmons. You're like oh, how's that James Harden trade now? He sucks. Look at you now. Kyrie's trying to go to L.A. Durant's trying to go to phoenix and ben simmons is like there and you lost drummond yeah that's not a team winning anything not but good. hey it is what it is so that's my l's all right uh, how many w's do you have uh just one all right i'll sandwich mine around yours then um they're okay. both going to be Phillies w's for me my first one is uh Derek hall coming up batting fourth in his first two games and hitting two home runs in his second career game <sighs> Um, very cool that I believe it was. Uh, he had some family in the stands. Yeah, for I sure. I thought it was very cool. So, love to see that. Yeah, you love to see that. And it was like 
a hitting festival in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always good to, to have your first hit or your first like big moment come in the midst of a win. Unlike, and everyone you know, feeding on, on top of each other on top of that. Yeah, like um, I'm trying to think of a, a like it, it always puts a damper on things when you do like Joel Embiid's debut was in a loss to yeah. OKC. And I believe Simmons and Fultz both debuted in a loss. Like it would suck if Harden came here and his first game was a loss or, you know, they sign Harper and they lose the game five, two, but he hits two doubles or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So good for Derek Hall. He's been in the organization for a while now. Yeah. He almost has like Reese Hoskins vibes too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a thick boy too. Yeah. He adds to the girth on this team for sure. <laughs> um, and then I'll say, and I'll, uh, you might, uh, I might yeah, we definitely have the same. Yeah, that's fine. We both have the same W. No, I thought no, I thought about a second W, and then I'm like, oh wait, that's probably uh, your second W. Uh, my only W is uh, WWE. Ironically enough, they're realizing who they are as a company. Granted, I, under the mist, I'm kidding. Under the mist of you know the Vince McMahon sexual allegations and whatnot with John John Laurinaitis, um, they're realizing they are a entertainment first company they did their stuff with the wrestlers hulk hogan you name it rick flair john cena xyz the rock stone cold etc they realized they're an entertainment business and they focus on the kids and whatnot they just signed now logan paul to a multi-year deal and they just took one of the bright young stars in mma in valerie lareda is a savage in the octagon in the cage she signs now a multi-year deal to become a WWE superstar. So she's done with fighting. And she's the first Cuban-American to be signed with the WWE. So oh, bright futures that. for her. She's very young. She's only 23 or 24. And athletic. She's going to be great. Just as long as the writers and Vince McMahon doesn't F it up. But kudos to Logan Paul and Valerie Lareda getting a bag from WWE and essentially basically broadening their their spectrum and their audience because with more eyeballs on them, more pay they for them and other avenues and especially in entertainment. Big one I think for it kind of kills them. It's only a matter of time before they take the word wrestling out of the name. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're going to be world sports entertainment soon. Well, they're not even considered wrestlers. They're, they're called sports entertainers. That's, that's how Vince wants it to be. So It's retarded. Yeah. Yeah, especially with what his dad built. All right, my second W um, is the one that you probably just thought of. Mark Appel. Yes. Um, drafted first overall, and I believe 2015 by the Astros. Um, he was a big, you know, a big starting pitcher prospect. Good arm, good stuff. He was traded after a year with the Astros to the Phillies um, in the Ken Giles trade. Mm-hmm. He was traded along with uh, Vince Velasquez and uh, Brett Oberholzer. And what a wonderful trade that wound up being for both sides. Um, Appel was in the minors for a few years, really struggled, couldn't figure it out. Um, actually retired four years ago, uh, was talked back into coming back. And this year was pitching to a sub two ERA in AAA for the iron pigs and just made his debut, uh, two nights ago for the Phillies in a losing effort, albeit, but he struck out a batter, uh, made it through the inning clean. And then last night pitched uh, the ninth inning as well. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I know it's seven minutes long, but there is a fantastic interview after his debut that uh, J- J.P. Morosi from MLB Network did with him. And his his um, his personality and his optimism and his ability to speak really comes through. 
and I recommend watching that interview to anybody that likes sports or anybody that likes a nice inspirational story. But Mark Appel on the, you know, he was depressed, um, had, was going to look into finding a different job. Basically Jeez. his lifelong dream had kind of fizzled Good. away. Um, his, I believe it was his brother and his brother's girlfriend or whatever that was at the game on his debut. Uh, he always joked that his parents told him that they were not going to be in the country when he made his debut. And that naturally they weren't, they were on their way to Croatia. So, um, I think he said there was a delay in the flights that they were able to watch, but, um, good for him. I, and I honestly kind of hope he sticks cause they need some bullpen arms. So honestly, um, he looked good. good. Yeah. He looked very good. He's got a live arm through 97. First pitch. Um, yeah. So he's got, he's got some stuff. I mean, maybe he's reborn as a reliever. So yeah, good for him. It's impossible not to root for the guy. He wrote, um, he, he's written like articles, I think, and there's a thread on his Twitter account of uh, his like kind of his like sequence of events that led him to this point, and it's uh it's very inspirational. It almost reminds me a little bit of that guy from the uh, the Royals who was like a garbage man or whatever, an Amazon Prime guy, and his brother was like, "Yeah, you're not giving up on your dream," from a few weeks ago oh, and, yes, 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 yes. until he finally made it. Oh, that's so. How do you not like this guy? It's great to see uh, how baseball and sports in general works full circle. And it's just like very uh, happy ending and whatnot. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And uh, I just downloaded last night, um, ironically enough, uh, MLB The Show oh, yeah? on Xbox. So I'm just just trying to like, you know, Xbox Series S, by the way, very small, very light. But you could only fit like four games max. Uh, that's, how my, that's how the PS4 was. And I don't mind that because I'm in my 30s now. I don't have time to play base. I mean, video games. So having four games max is probably the ideal way to go because yeah. you don't have time to even play them all entirely. That's how it, it works out for me because I only play the show Madden and like 2K and NHL. So by the time go. the new all one sports. comes out, I, I can just get rid of the old one. Yeah, honestly. Um, and where I was getting with that, I had Mark Appel, Mark Appel as my pitcher. I had him uh, relieve Gibson because Gibson gave up like seven home runs. I didn't know how to oh, play the game. Go. So I just threw in Mark Appel, and he was wheeling and dealing, striking out the sides left and right. I'm like, oh, this should be the starting pitcher. And and obviously, and ironically enough, uh, Dominguez was the closer, and uh, Knable is the setup man in MLB 2K. Yeah, I mean, MLB the him. show, so that's how it should be, actually. Dominguez has that lightning stuff right there, like Billy Wagner almost. Frightening. Yeah, pretty wicked. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So good for Mark Appel, good for Derek Hall. Uh bad for um also oh, impromptu L. There was a player on the Avalanche, um, similar to Tyler Matzik with the Braves, where at mm-hmm. the parade the cops thought he was a fan and they wouldn't <laughs> let him go to the float. So Oh, that's awkward. When your own local police doesn't even know who yeah, you are. I didn't get the name, I just scrolled past it. John Boy posted it. John Boy. And, John Boy posts everything. And I saw it, and the first comment was like, well, he looks like a frat boy, so. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, successful episode, right? Another one down in the books. I'd say so. Uh, the Big six zero in the books. We're almost there to 100, the century mark. Any last words, Rob? Uh, the ladies coming know. home. Yeah. Nice and quiet. Now it's not going to be quiet anymore. 
I'm going to be drowning <laughs> in the estrogen ocean now. Benny and I are, not, are no longer the majority of the house. It was fun having a, a boys club there. Oh, it was wonderful. It was so quiet every day. It was so The dogs were so good this week. So, <laughs> What are you yes, trying to say? Get, <laughs> I get to see uh, my, my life partner back. Is, uh, um, is in, Cell Cell the reason why it's just uh, chaos in there? Not necessarily. Not it's necessarily. just where there's four of us. The dogs have two people to bounce off of, plus yeah, each other, versus um, versus bouncing off of me and then bouncing off each other. But they've been very good this week, so uh, that's another W. They have been fantastic this week. I worried about them being home alone so much, having all that built-up energy, especially their breed is um, very, um, like, they get the separation anxiety. Yeah. Um, the only day that she was bad was Wednesday, which is my late day, but otherwise they've been great. So awesome. very happy about that. Kudos to uh, young Ben and young Hayes. Hayes, and Hayes, look, and Ben Ben. And they look damn adorable with their new haircuts. Oh, yes, they do. They're but he doesn't look fat anymore. <laughs> and she has eyes. I didn't see that. Yeah, she has before. eyes, and she's uh, one-fifth of the size that she used to be. Oh, yeah. One-fifth of her width. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week for episode 61 of the PA Turnpod. Have a safe and great uh, weekend. July 4th weekend, so drink responsibly. And if you're going to light up fireworks, don't blow off your hand. Be careful. Adios, people. See you.